The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris? When you were a little kid... Oh, shit. What? Why, why oh, shit? I don't know. I'm just, just, just anticipating. It's been a while, so let's do this. When you were a little kid, did you ever shoplift? No, I didn't. You I never shoplifted never shoplift. ever, ever in your entire life? Once. So then why say never? As a kid, you said. As yeah. a kid, if I, I not, not, but you changed. Oh, what it, so were you as an a kid. adult shoplifting? Yes. I, an accident. What are you, Winona Ryder? No, it was an accident. What do you mean? Then it's not shoplifting. I didn't return it. Oh, now that's just stealing. <laughs> shoplifting is is you going oh. out of your way to steal something while you're shopping. Okay, then no, I there was that was not involved. I had something in my hand when I left the store, and I didn't realize it. What like, was it? it was, what store it was, was a drink. it? It was um, Tops. I had a pop in my hand, and Amber was telling me some good news was on the phone. Was it open already? No. And I didn't realize you're it. You're not one I... of these people that like eats no. and drinks things while you're walking around knowing you're going to pay for it because you have the wrapper. No, because I... I because of situations like this oh. <laughs> because of situations like this so she i remember i was walking around the store and i had a can of pop and she took she uh called me up and it was some really good news and i walked out of the store i'm like oh that's really good i'll be right home then no worries i'm not going to do my shopping because i grabbed the drink when i first walked in and i crack it i get in the car and i start drinking it, and i'm like down the street and i'm like oh wait <laughs> well i'm not driving back for this it's 250 250 what the hell was the drink it was an energy drink Oh, jeez. <laughs> you needed it. You were falling asleep at the wheel there. Exactly, exactly. Um, but no, I never shoplifted, never shoplifted as a kid. Um, never never was a kid that stole. Like, there was no draw of that to me. Why? Did you, did you Chris? Well, of course. You shoplifted? Yes. You shoplifted? When I was a kid, yes. What was so important that you shoplifted? I don't know. Sticks of gum, <laughs> cards, uh, magazines, or comic books. So would you candy would, bars? Would you would it would it be like the up the shirt trick, or was it like just pockets, or was it like backpack in the sack? Oh, usually it was just yeah, just in your pocket. Well, the 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 magazine you'd have to put up your shirt, like put it down your pants and then put your shirt over it. So you're just, that's how you're just walking with that, or behind you is more is much better because typically you're back. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is you can literally see something else with the way your shirt lifts, but in the front you can kind of control a how you're walking. A little bit walking, of a belly or something, I mean? right? But yeah, dude, when you were a kid, you just did stupid stuff. I was a, I was a good kid. I <laughs> were you afraid of getting in trouble, or you just oh you yeah, never my once mother, in your my life mother put the fear thought, of like, God in me. When you were walking through like Rite Aid, right? You never in your like wildest like when you, as a little kid never thought mm-hmm. to yourself, I just want to. I'm going to take that and put it in my pocket. My mom won't see it. Oh God, no! Oh no! <laughs> she she had the fear of God in me. If I would have tried, if my mother would have caught me stealing, oh my God! <laughs> she once thought I swore and I did not. <laughs> I did not say a swear word, and I got fucking cracked upside the face. Okay, she threw a shoe at me, like, like. And I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> wow. She, yeah, I, there was a fear of God. I did not want to be that bad kid. The reason me and Jay are friends is because 
his mother thought I was going to be a good influence. We see that that did not. But happen. you enjoyed being around somebody that was like was the bad kid because yeah. you could kind of live yeah. vicariously through them. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, because I know that boy has gotten in trouble for quite a few things that I would never, never want to be caught for. Has he been in jail? I honestly don't know. So you have, Maybe. and he hasn't. I think he's done the drunk tank. I think so. No, but you were in a drunk tank. No, I wasn't in a drunk tank. You were in jail. I was. <laughs> I I wasn't in jail. You I were was living detained. the criminal life, my I was, friend. I was detained. My what was friend. it? What was it like living the criminal life for for a short amount of time there? That's terrifying. Did you? <laughs> were you afraid? There, there that, was someone in the cell. Was there on the other on the other wall that I heard? Come on over here. I was like, oh, no. No, no, oh, no. no way. You're lying. I did not. No, no. Were you by yourself? Or it was, was by was myself a, okay. and me in a typical fashion. You know why, dude? Because they saw you and they're just like, we cannot put we him with put anyone him. else. <laughs> he'll he'll get killed. They're like, like he, his girlfriend's on the way to pick him up in 20 minutes, but he won't make it. <laughs> <laughs> um, No, it was not fun. And man, I, I, was, I was shitting bricks because I was like, what are they going to do? What if I don't get out of here tonight? I'm going to be stuck here. And it's obviously I'm, my, my head's racing a mile a minute. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you'll be fine in like an hour when your girlfriend comes and picks you up. This is what this is when everyone's but at the Amber Alert sitting in now. there looking around, mm-hmm. freaking no, out. Well, it's not fun because cause then you go start feeling ashamed because you're like, it's my fault. Why am I here? Were oh, you, stupid. were you, was there like bars locked behind bars? Oh yeah. No, there was like, I was behind like a gated bar, like, like bars on like a cold metal like bench. Like and that, what it, else? Was it nope. clean? I, I'm a, I hope it was. I <laughs> you hope never it was. thought about that. I, I didn't even want to ponder the idea. I didn't have my shoes. They took my shoes. I think I had. Yeah, so you no wouldn't sh- kill yourself. Yep, no shoes. I had to give like my belt? jacket. Like I was in my yep, no belt. So I had like jeans, no belt. It was back when I wore baggy jeans. So like they were obviously like my jeans were bigger on me, so it was uncomfortable. Uh, no jacket. It was cold in there. There was a draft, <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, were you like, can I get a blankie? <laughs> no, I asked for a box of tissues, and I was like, can I have a tissue, man? I'm like. Sorry. You really said that? Yeah, 100%. I oh, won't up to amazing. it. Yeah, no, not fun. Not fun. But that, that's like, I, I never want to be in trouble. I don't want to be in this situation. I want to be there. And that's why, like, I never wanted to, I never wanted to steal. I never wanted to shoplift. My mother put the fear of God in me. So, like, I wouldn't want to cross her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yet you have no problem stealing people's time with your boring stories. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Just Can't Stop, folks. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Anthony Mullen. What's up, everyone? What's going on? Crime. Crime doesn't pay. This is going to be a special episode, dude, because uh, we have a topic that I wanted to talk about, and Mm -hmm. uh, this may lead into a spinoff series in the future here, but um, crime... Mm-hmm. What is it that at some point in, in a young, I would say young man's life, right? Because we're both men here, so yep. we can talk in that regard. But I mean, women, you know, turn to crime as well. But what is it in for 
our conversation mm-hmm. in a young man's life at a certain age, right? Where your mind says, I'll do this. I'll do it. Even if it, if, even if it means getting in trouble, I'm going to do this. Whereas the other one kind of turns and goes the other route and says, I could never do this. I don't want to ever be in a situation where I'm caught or in trouble. What is it? Is it upbringing? Because you could th- say that, but then you see a lot of people who turn to crime who had fine upbringings, right? Like they had mm-hmm. good parents. They, what, but there's something, right? I think it's a mixture of, of multiple factors. I, I definitely want to say upbringing is one of them because uh, that I uh, more directly, I like to say it is outlook and prospects and that has to do with your upbringing if you don't have a proper upbringing especially in what in the terms of where we're going with this yeah in that time period yeah if you have the wrong upbringing your outlook of future of a possible life is bleak to minimal so and when you say upbringing it's not just the way your ch- your parents are mm. raising you but it's also your surroundings the opportunities you what's, have what's your, your financial hand? situations who are you surrounded exactly. by in that moment so there's a lot of facts. You, you can have a great family life but if you honestly are on the poorer end of of like of financial wealth you, you no matter how smart you are if you're not given that opportunity you're stuck it's money and power basically money and power, that yes. drives Mm-hmm. Right. Money and power. Money and power. How bad do you want it, and what are your opportunities? Because I think that if there's an opportunity that presents itself that wouldn't be cons- wouldn't be seen as le- uh, w- wouldn't be seen. Um, let me be blunt. If it was seen illegally, if you if you were able to do a job legally and illegally, I think the legal option, if it was easier, would be the primary choice. Because why get in trouble for it? But if you're not, but given- that's not true. That's definitely not true because you see a lot of these people put themselves in 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 a situation or or they they even come into money mm-hmm. they, they're like the life like their parents had a business and now it's going to be their business and that's a way to make money legally but that is not what makes people you know decide yes or no I'm going to turn this way it's it who knows what it is in all honesty who knows what it is that draws you but it is something that has always fascinated me and it is definitely something that draws me like I've always loved. The, I don't know any the, 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 everything about the American mafia. Like, so I've always been uh, into the history of it. I've always been really kind of um, interested in it, you know. And so I always said I wanted to talk about it on the shows, mm-hmm. and we were going to talk about it because you finally got to start watching The Sopranos. Love it. I told him, guys. He, every time I mention The Sopranos, he goes, "Don't watch it yet. Don't. I got to finish. We're going to watch it together. <laughs> you guys don't understand." I want, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for him. Finally, the other couple weeks ago, Chris goes, hey, we're going to watch Sopranos. I'm like, tell you. <laughs> Kick down that fucking door. But when you watch the first one, right? The first mm-hmm. one uh, that we're introduced to the world of the Sopranos, mm-hmm. the characters, what the idea is behind it. Was it what you thought it was going to be or was it something completely? It wasn't what you thought. I didn't think it was going to come off as real as it did. That. I what did you was... think you were going to see? Did you think you were going to see Boardwalk Empire? I thought it was going to be more Boardwalk Empire than uh, The Godfather, but I thought it was also going to be more, I don't want to say documentary, but more realistic than Boardwalk Empire, but more of Boardwalk Empire kind of like, let's be real. It's not grandioso. Yeah. And 
the the realist the, the the scenes like cutting with the therapist like his personal life i was gonna say did you think you were gonna get that that you were just gonna no, get things no, no. Where i thought it was gonna be the realistic he's talking to a therapist i thought it was gonna be more realistic of the actual ma- the actual mafia like the, ma- or, like the that lifestyle or he's got a mother who's just a pain in his like who just goes his, out of his way her way to be miserable didn't see that coming. i didn't see that personal lot personal side coming he's got kids he's got to worry about and a wife that and you know sometimes they get along sometimes they don't he's gonna worry about dabbling with his second life second family there you go and then that's so so let's talk about the sopranos dude so you watch the first mm -hmm. episode twice we're already i think at episode five now we're about to watch five next yes um uh christopher uh, found the friend shot was the last episode we watched yep so he has a neck brace and tony doesn't know that he gave metal drugs nope if that ends up coming up i don't know not yet you don't know I don't know. I, I but really the don't first know. episode, first episode, we get introduced twice. to Tony. Yep, his wife, his yep. kids. Mm-hmm. You get introduced to the therapist. Yep. Uh, you find out he's been having fainting spells, and that's why he's seeing a therapist. And then we also see he's got another side of his life. So he has mm-hmm. his businesses, right? Yep. So basically, it's, it's the mob, right? Yep. So he's he's he is. the head of a a crew. He's the head of he's he's kind of the head of his own crew right now. No, in, in rankings of like capo, general, soldier, what would he be listed? Would he even be a on capo. capo? There's no general in that. Okay, I yeah. okay. So capo, and then right above him is just that's where is the boss. underboss, underboss, and then mm-hmm. boss, then the boss. Yeah. Okay. Soldiers are under the capo. Got it. So, and that's where he is. Right, he runs his own crew. Mm-hmm. His uncle Junior is also a capo. Runs his own crew. Okay. The guy who is there. Uh, uh, the underboss, but well, the acting boss, right? Jackie, mm-hmm. Jackie, he's the underboss in real life because the real boss is in prison. But Jackie is in the hospital; he's dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not yet. He's not in there yet. Not in the hospital yet, but he's yeah. getting ready to get tested. He yeah. just shows up because yeah, he, he right. does meet him up for dinner um, uh, meeting. That's right. Uh, but like I said, Uncle June, we get to meet his mother, mm-hmm. and we meet some of his associates, like Paulie. Yep. With the wings, the little silver silver mm-hmm. wings on the side of his head. His nephew, or we call him his nephew or his cousin. It's really Carmela's cousin, Christopher. Okay. He calls him his nephew and he calls him cousin, but it's Carmela's cousin. Really? That's, oh. Yeah, that comes out. That was, I, I believe that's either in that first episode or the second episode. They I talk miss, about okay. that. All right. Uh, and a few of the other guys. Big Pussy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Sill is not that big of a character yet in this one. He becomes a bigger character later, yep. so he's on here. Uh, but this is the life, right? Yeah. We see that he's de- there are. We see the mob stuff. Remember mm-hmm. when they uh, Christopher whacks the dude at the meat the meat place mm-hmm. right at night, and we see the family stuff, both family stuff. We see the interaction with him doing the meetings, but we also see like his family at home life, like him waking up and being in his morning robe and pajamas, jumping in the pool, and be like, "Yo, kids, come on out here." Yeah. Completely ignore the fact that you know the daughter and the and the mom and the wife obviously know what he does, but I'm also just going to be in the pool playing with some ducks. Like, but that's the big that's a big thing to kick off this story is it, this guy at this point of his life where he's really he's got a lot he's dealing with in terms mm-hmm. of how can I make sure that I handle my family's well. When I say family, he's talking about his home life, but then the the other life, 
and he puts a lot of it into these ducks. He watches these ducks grow, and then they end up growing up old enough to fly away. And it really affects him. And that's when he starts having his fainting spells. And his next-door neighbor's a doctor and says, look, you should go see a psychiatrist, and this is who it is. So mm-hmm. that's this first episode. And, and in it, we get to see interactions with all of these people. So is that what got you though? Was the fact that it was realist, like a real? It was just kind of like real life stuff. It felt if it wasn't, it wasn't all this big uh, fantasy made up. The ro- the ro- the I don't want to say they keep saying the romanticism. The, yeah, no, the, it is the romanticism. The, the romanticism of the Godfather definitely hooked me with the interest of like, okay, there's this like you know the family, but then there's the realistic of like, no, this this dude's dealing with everyone else's problems on top of it. He's got to worry about being killed, having people try to kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Worried about other people's lives, pulling mm-hmm. in money, like there is so much behind beyond his his daily stressor that you're just like, man, I fucking feel for him so badly. And do you feel for him though when he kills somebody or has somebody killed? No, and that's what makes or it go, awkward. Or or right that first episode where they chase the dude down and beat his ass. Like he was gonna, he would have run that guy over. Yeah, yeah. And, and basically, yeah, at the very end is where they even like threaten, like, well, we'll just toss you off the bridge, like shit like that. Like he is so vicious where it just, where it is it takes a um it, it takes you what what are you willing to do and that is this lifestyle is that you are you are living this lifestyle with this payoff that if you're willing to do those things of just like listen you're gonna do this for me or else I'm gonna have you killed I think that's gonna be a main theme throughout this entire series is you watch this guy he's supposed to be the main character of the show that you're mm-hmm. watching and you're supposed to pull for him. Hope that everything works out for him because you also see him do things where you're just like, what? How do you how do you make it okay? It's an interesting show, and it's I'm telling you, it's probably one of the greatest series I've ever seen ever. It is just absolutely phenomenal in my humble opinion. Let me ask you this too: What did you think of the mother? I can't, Livia. I can't. His mother. Yeah. I can't. I am so just aggravated. Would you? I feel so bad for him. This is his character because it's like. He's just trying to do what he thinks is right for his. He's just trying to do what he thinks is right as a son. He's yeah. just try, he's just trying here. Yeah. He even goes from multiple angles. Like, all right, cool, I'm gonna get her something. Brings her it. Shits on him. All right, well, let me let me show you this this new place for you to live. I'm gonna take care of you. Nope, can't stand about it. Starts talking. Uncle June in the car calls. Bitches out his son. Like, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> I feel so bad. That on top of it, like, you shouldn't have to worry about this about your mother. You shouldn't have to. Dude, you stress out about too much already. Do you, feel, mom- do, do you, do you feel like you, you can relate? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I feel you. I feel like Tony Soprano here, dude. That's funny, dude. That's hilarious. Like, what else can this man do? It's and then the daughter's be- attitude. Daughter, daughter's giving him attitude. Of course. She's a teenager. Do you know she's a teenager? Yeah. She's going to give him attitude. Wait till AJ gets older. Oh my god! Yeah, yep. Because he just got the, where we're at. He just had the fight, and he's just he's just now seeing stuff. <laughs> like, how do you even worry about this? Apparent? Like, what do you do? Like, the the biggest one of the one of the big moments of of our of our standard father's life is like the birds and the bees talk. How do you be like? Don't ask dad about his work because don't ask, don't tell. Or is it a you know, AJ asks, and now it's like, all right, yeah, let's welcome you to the family. Now we got to tell your mom, like, yeah, you know, your son's going to get into it. Like, I I don't even know where that's What do you mean? Be. You mean it just becomes this thing of your son's going to get into it just because he knows about it? I don't know. Is it? But, like, is that the thing? Like, do you want your son to have it? Because he did it because his father did it, right? 
his yeah. father was in it. So his father and it. his uncle. Like his yeah. uncle, his father, and then who he called his uncle. His uncle Dickie, which was Christopher's real father. But he just saw he was a, an associate. Like they worked with with, uh, so and like, that's so that's how he knew like, him. Like there is a, like a family aspect to it, and that's like that fraternity word is very much like the very like men and like that that uh, that brotherhood. Like part of it's like we want like like is he going to let his son get into it? I don't know. I don't see. Like I don't like. I'm curious to see how like that's a lot of stressor and shit. And that's let me a lot tell of you parenting this: parenting decisions. How do you parent as the, as a boss? Let me tell you this: don't watch the movie. The Many Saints of Newark. I wouldn't Don't know. watch this until you're done with the series because there's stuff in there that it will spoil stuff from the very last season, like all the way to the last few episodes. It'll spoil that, so well, don't watch it. We're not watching the movie until we're done with the series. Oh, Jesus. It's going to be months and months, just so you know. It's going to be a while. I'm, I'm a little, light a little fire under your ass, and we're going we're gonna to watch a little bit. Well, you got another movie. thing to watch. I just showed you today, oh, the, the Making of the Mob. I'll be watching both of them. What'd you think of that? That was really cool. And I was telling you before we came up here to record... They filmed it well, and they ended with every cut scene that went into a commercial. I didn't know if it was a commercial coming or not, because I was like, wait, are they going to end it here? Because they wrap up very nicely, and you're like, was that it? Don't don't let that be it. Like, I want more. Of course, there's ways of telling stories, so it makes it feel very dramatic and mm-hmm. good. But the idea of what really went down and how that happened still is a cra- like that's the story itself is such a almost almost uh, too, cinematic story. It, it's it's too re- it's too it's too good to be like like that's really what happened. Like so, for listeners, we watched this. We started yes. watching this documentary. I've seen it before, and I was showing Anthony the first episode. It's called "The Making of the Mob," and it basically follows um, Lucky Luciano. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meyer Lansky and Bugsy Siegel from when they were kids up until the creation of uh, the five families and then a little bit beyond. It goes into, yes. you know, their their later lives and how things continue to evolve. But it's a really well done documentary. It's it's narrated by Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it just it it's it's such a it's it's almost like you're watching the time period. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like you're are, it, you're there watching it happen beyond quality of um it's not uh, you know when like when you watch a horror mo- like a horror documentary and that's like the replaying of it and you're like wow that's like really cheesily filmed that sometimes that's how it comes off when I watch documentaries this is not like that this actually is filmed well it's it almost flows like an actual like um, it's a TV series how far did we get in with the Godfather you didn't even get to to not Michael very- yet. Michael yeah. Corleone, did you? Al Pacino? Yeah, yeah. How far did you get? He's on the trip back to New York and Did you see him with the his dad in oh, the yeah. hospital? Oh yeah, no, we passed that. You saw the cop? Oh yeah, no, we passed that. When he had to kill the cop in the restaurant? Passed that, yeah. Okay. Do you remember that? Yeah. When he's just like I'm gonna do what the, I gotta do. The, like the fucking guns planted in the bathroom and he's sitting there and it's like loud, it's all getting like creepy, and then he goes, Is it alright if I go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. And they let him go to the bathroom. That's the sign, dude. That's hap- So that has happened in real life with a lot of hits back in those old days. So you'll see something like that play yeah. out in this series that we were watching. But yeah, they'll, they'll bring the person that they want to kill. They'll bring them to a restaurant, make them feel mm-hmm. safe. Then they got to get up and wash their hands or go to the bathroom. And during that time, that's when the, the hitmen come in and take the people out. Yeah. It's uh, it's intense. No, I I think it's it's interesting and it's like it, it, it's like a story, but it actually happens. So you're actually learning. It's not just 
it's not just bullshit that someone's writing to make up. And that's why I like the, the Godfather hooked me into this genre. I never grew up saying, oh, I wanted, I was never interested in the mafia, never interested in the mob. I never had this interest of wanting to watch the Godfather. You definitely were like, no, you have to watch this. You got to watch for just listens. And I was like, all right, cool. And this drama hooked me. I'm like, whoa, this is really interesting. I missed out. Yeah, it goes and over like decades and decades, like a family thing. I, I, wanted, I wanted to watch um, The Sopranos for a minute, but we kept saying we're going to watch it together. So I ended up watching Boardwalk Empire. And you even you let me know like that's even really much No, it's good, well. but there's a lot of fictitious things in it. There's a lot of things they take liberties at changing. <laughs> but even with that, it kind of kept stirring that interest. So this is perfect. This is what I've been wanting because it's like, no, this is what's happening. And this is here. We're going to actually teach you and you're going to learn from this. So I I'm very happy. It's interesting. This is a great series. And it's filmed well. I know it's very hard to get me to sit down and watch something without playing on my phone. Yeah, you didn't even look at your phone barely. Like once you looked at it. I thought I had a call. I put it down. (laughs) That was it. I was hooked. It's it's really well done. If anybody has Amazon Prime, you can watch the series on there. But yeah, I think uh, I've always been interested in talking about this stuff. And I think I will do that. I think I'm going to start putting maybe we'll do little mini episodes Mm -hmm. here where it's on our feed or maybe I'll spin off the show. But yeah, I'd like to I'd like to talk about this. This stuff has always interested me and I've it's always been stuff I'd like to talk about. So I don't know how I'm going to produce it, if it's going to be conversational or if it'll be produced where, you know, I write something and read it. But um, yeah, dude, I love this stuff. I really do. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but it's just this. Maybe it was the romanticism of the Godfather, but when you even start reading about the real life stuff, it's very impressive for to see these people who drug themselves up from you know from the dregs of society and and built themselves up. And yes, it was underhanded, but the, if they had used that brain the same way that they figured out how to create these empires on a legit level, they'd be like the Rockefellers. They'd mm-hmm. be the the Bill Gateses of the era, right? It's just that they chose that. Instead of doing it this way, I want to do it this way. Because typically this way, yes, there's a lot of danger involved and I got to do a lot of shit, but this one has a lot more money and this one has a lot more like you can just kind of lead, you know what I mean? Just it's almost this like power, this thing that overwhelms larger than life. Yeah. Very um, grandiose. Yeah. It's just I think that's what's appealing kind of to me as an interest of like, wow. Like, they did not give a fuck. No. They yep. did not. And people now do. And I'm not saying that people don't say, you know, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want. But people do mind and they try not to step on people's toes nowadays. And these guys didn't care. They still don't. Yeah. No, they still don't. They still don't. <laughs> they still don't. Did no. you ever see Goodfellas? Yep. That's a good Love one, it. too. You got me with Goodfellas. I, I watched that jo- the, the Gotti one, and I'm very disappointed, so... Oh, um, what 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 other one would you second. put in place? What did you just say? I watched the Gotti movie with John Travolta. All right. Uh, do you mind if I go to the bathroom real quick? Yeah, yeah, go on. All right, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.